Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. With Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Happy Saturday morning again. A Ken and Curtis without Ken Laird. Ken is with his family in Pennsylvania, so he'll be back next week. I'm going to be off the next two Saturdays, so the next time you'll hear Ken and Curtis together will be September 2nd. Live from Chestnut Hill on the season opener for BC as they take on longtime rival Northern Illinois in Ooh. week one. So look out for that. Andy Hart in Ken Laird's stead. Good morning, Andy. What's a Northern Illinois mascot? Uh, well, the Southern Illinois is the Saluki. Right. Northern Illinois, I believe, is a dog of some kind. And it's the Huskies? Yes. Oh, Huskies, Eagles. Look at that. Take that. Uh, you know, we, we don't like the Terriers at BC because of BU, but the Huskies are tolerated. So... For the next four hours, you'll hear Andy Hart and myself, and I have to get this in right off the top, otherwise Ken will call in from vacation. The Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio is brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and their Discover Summer Sales event with a large inventory in stock. Now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover your best summer ever with Ford. So, Sox got to win last night. Uh, there was a big uh, hullabaloo in the morning show this week that I like to be right. I don't know. I guess there's something to that. And I was right on the money with Chris Sale last night. Absolutely nailed it. I said five innings over seven Ks. He hit that almost four and two-thirds. Got the first, I think, 12 batters in a row. Uh, Sox got a win last night. But I am, uh, I'm I'm going to start with the Patriots because Andy Hart is right next to me. Hi. And Ken Laird just tries to push Sox down my throat every week. So... Now that's my show today, we're going to do things that I want to talk about. And let me just say this. You've been covering, I saw you post this 24th Patriots season. Yeah, a long time. That is a while. It really is. How did I get this old? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, I'm, you've been covering the Patriots since I was 15. It's nuts. Anyway, um, I was at the game. The, uh, the whole uh, bunch of the crew went to Gillette Stadium on Thursday night. And you were on the edge of your seat. Oh, my God. The whole game. <clears throat> let me just say. Excitement. I think I may have undersold 
the tumbleweed effect post-Tom Brady. Because walking around Gillette Stadium, there was more hysteria for people seeing Greg Hill (laughs) than anybody watching the Patriots game. Courtney, Greg, and myself were talking to people that were energetic about the show. The Patriots, it was as dead as I have ever seen Gillette Stadium. And you could say preseason, whatever. Yeah, I, I, we used to have season tickets. We used to go to the preseason games. Used to, you know, when I was, it was just an excuse to drink, like everything. But we would go tailgate, go to the game. And there maybe was 15,000 people in there at kickoff. Maybe. Uh, not even close to halfway full. The, the 300 section was barren. And obviously, it was a dud of a night. The weather was predicted to suck. It was rainy. It wasn't great. You only have one of those. There's only going to be nine games at Gillette Stadium this year, and that was one of them because the other one's going to be in Germany. So you have eight, you have, se- or yeah, no, I'm sorry, eight regular season home games plus that. So nine total yep. at home. And you didn't go. So nine out of 365 days, you have a game in Foxborough to go to the game. And it was as dead as I have ever felt it. Were you, I don't know, you've been yeah, no, I agree. The league for- uh, I looked out and the empty seats, and I know. It's a preseason game. And you know going in, you're not getting what this team qualifies as stars. We can right. get into that in a little bit. Um, but it used to be the season ticket holder would give him to their neighbor who would take his kids because, you know, they don't get to go to the Pats all that often. Whatever. Right. No, that was at, until Malik Cunningham played, there was zero buzz in that game. On the field, in the stands. I mean, the coolest thing, literally, the coolest thing was what? The video board. Absolutely. And, and that's me, unanimous to everybody. And that was El Dutto. I mean, it's fine. Had, it's big. It's cool. Spots. They had commercials halfway oh, through it. And that's how it'll be. It's basically four screens, two of which will get entertainment, two of which will be devoted to ads and selling stuff. Every once in a while, they would do the full, whatever that is, uh, wide landscape right. video. That's cool. It's really cool. But that was the coolest thing there was until Malik Cunningham got to play. And I don't... So I'm going to ask you a question. This is a big picture question that has just sort of popped into my head. I love late. big pictures. Generally, you either are one of two things on a roster, especially in the NFL. You're top-heavy, loaded with stars, but, ah, crap, we pay all our stars, so we're not a very deep football team. Or you're a deep team, but you don't have star power. Right. How did we get to the point where the Patriots are not a deep team and don't have star power? Because all I hear, they don't have stars. All these, you know, top ten lists, whatever. Oh, Judon's on it. Everybody else is like others getting votes across the league. Jeremy, the guy on ESPN. Fowler. Fowler. So, like, you don't have stars, okay? Accepted. We don't have stars. So we must be really deep across the board. But offensive line stinks. No depth. Running back, no depth. Cornerback, no depth. Wide receiver, no depth. Tight end, no depth. How did you end up in a place where you don't have stars and you don't have depth? Um, Well, I would say you have uh, false bravado from the owner demanding change, and you have a person in charge of your roster. Matt Grow. That is is, uh, beholden to a stubborn view of roster building that he will not budge from. So what you get is, you know, um, Keon White looked, Really good second sure. round pick. You know, Christian Gonzalez didn't have a great night, but everybody says at camp he's looked good. He'll be a you know first round corner. Looks like he's he's going to stick and be pretty good as a starter his rookie year. Better be. But the team is just living in a world that no longer exists. And obviously the 
the North Star is gone, and the guy that was the centrifugal force of everything that this team was able to do because he was the best player in the sport, and he took less, and that enabled them to create this sort of false structure where everybody fell in line from Rodney Harrison through to, you know, Julian Edelman. And now you have a question mark at quarterback. You have an offensive line that is borderline offensive. When they, you, what did did you listen to Bill post game? Probably not. I did. You, not. you didn't have to. No, I had I, to. But it was as honest, I think, as he's ever been. He usually, obviously, tells you nothing, especially a preseason game. Blah blah blah. And he said something to the effect of, "There really wasn't a lot that the running backs and quarterbacks could do, right? Because the line was so bad." And that's as honest as he's going to assess. And I know they're the backups. But it's continuing everything we've seen in camp. The story of camp has been the O-line sucks. You can't get your guys out there. Like, But these guys might have to play. These are your next in line when those guys can't play kind of set up. And we watch the NFL all the time. Nobody keeps their offensive line all year. Somebody gets hurt. The most so, attrition on the offensive line more so than any position group. And that is derailing any hope you have of not only accomplishing anything offensively, but assessing it. Like, I don't know. I heard um, coming in the producers were ripping Kevin Harris. I don't know if Kevin Harris can play or not play. I know he's a big back that as soon as he touched the ball, guys were hitting him three yards deep in the backfield. Like, I'm not going to say he stinks. The quarterback, Bailey Zappi, do I think he's good? No. But do I think he should have more time than just, like, catch ball, run around? Because the only guy who was suited to play behind this line was Malik Cunningham. You have to have a guy that can make three people miss before he does anything. And... That, to me, like offensive line, you say Bill's stuck in his ways. Yeah. Okay, isn't stuck in your ways supposed to be 2001 Patriots? How'd they win? Defense and ran the football. Okay, I'll play along. Maybe that can still work. Have my doubts. Well, then why don't you have running backs and offensive linemen? <laughs> right. I, like, I, I, I don't know what... I, I, can, I can deal with the game as passed him by, but he's not even collecting the type of roster that once worked with Brady. Right. Like, the line stinks. The running back stinks. The only thing you can say is... Yeah, the defensive front looks good. You know why they looked good? Because they're loaded over there. Yeah. Like Carl Davis and Daniel Aquale, they're real NFL players. They're backups, but they're real. Jalen Mills, you had an interception. Well, that's because Jalen Mills is a starting caliber defensive back in the NFL. Making pretty decent money. Yeah, well, or we can get into that, that as we delve into the... Uh... But So you asked why are they not top-heavy or deep? Yeah, give me one or the other. So the only area they're deep is in the area that is the least relevant to the NFL, which is paying your long snapper a million bucks guaranteed, <laughs> paying Matthew Slater three million guaranteed, and drafting a punter and the kicker in the fourth and fifth round. So that's where they're deep in the area that is no longer relevant. But with the um, – I just – this popped in my head when you were talking about the offensive line. Last year, we all agree, it's really hard to judge Mac Jones given – the pile of dung that was his coordinator and the the staff that was charged with coaching the offensive side yes. of the ball. Well, couldn't we then begin to say this year that it's very difficult yeah. to give the offense and Mac Jones a true judgment given that the offensive line is so porous? Absolutely. This is supposed to be make or break, no excuses, third year for I've Mac. been saying that in the morning, and I've obviously already been turning on myself. Like, I mean, the, if the offensive line is anywhere near – as bad as it's been in training camp and preseason action, it's you can't judge Mac. You can make your own opinions based on whatever you see, but you can, we've seen far better, more talented quarterbacks be derailed by horrific offensive lines. Right, and it's not like this offense has Debo or Tyreek Hill nope. or a guy that you know on a hot route is going to be open within... Demario Douglas. Right. <laughs> 
Right. I look at this. The, the, what really irks me, and I think that this is what you're getting, which was the apathetic approach to the first preseason game. And we're stipulating that it's always been crummy. The the preseason, thankfully, they've restate, reshaped the structure of the payment, so you're not paying 240 bucks to watch third stringers play. But you still, if you're bringing your family on Thursday night, that's a couple hundred bucks. Oh, easy. And Parking, you, hot dogs, beers. You watch that, which was, I mean, awful. Mm-hmm. And the fan reaction thus far has been relative apathy. And we didn't get, I haven't heard the ratings for Thursday night. That's something you'll get a press release from the organization if the TV ratings are good. The training camp has been meh. I heard the uh, season, ticker, season ticket night was very poorly attended. So my question to you out there is, are you invested in this Patriots team? Are you just frustrated at their lack of spending? And I just want to know why they are 30th in cash spending. I did it all the way back to 2013 on the Greg Hill Show this week because Greg was like, well, you can keep giving me snapshots. Give me so I went back as with uh, Spotrack, which keeps the cash spending every year. Yeah, and since 2013, so 11 seasons, they are 18th in the NFL in cash spending overall, just going year to year. The yep. last three years, they are 27th, 30th, and whatever 28th. After they were fourth when they had the big spending following the um, the Brady win in Tampa, so. I just don't understand it. A guy like Orlando Brown Jr., maybe he'll be a bust in Cincinnati. I don't know. But the Bengals know that if Burrow is in trouble, they have no shot to win. So they've continued to shore up an offensive line around him. The Bills knew they had Josh Allen, and they said, we need to do something to to, to make the most out of this top 10 pick we have. So they traded for Steph Diggs. The Dolphins said, two is not going to do it on his own. So we need to bring in some elite-level weapons plus an elite offensive mind to unlock him, and when healthy, he was unlocked last year. The Patriots have given Judon a new deal, basically just guaranteeing some money. Yeah, they didn't really give him much. Like, wh- I just don't understand it. I really don't. I, in this video board that they say costs $300 million, they got 10,000 ads on it. I'm sure that's paying for it. It's not like this thing was, you know... It isn't going to be able to support itself given the business of Gillette Stadium. I just don't understand. Well, that lighthouse isn't cheap. Well, the lighthouse, that's true. You don't it's going to be a good view there. when you get up there, though. I mean, a view of what? Mac Jones on the Foxborough ground? Foxborough Center. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was Providence as well. Boston you can see from there. Yeah, it'll be fine. Anyway. Uh, no, I, I see the examples you give, I think, are different because they're obvious. I don't know what this team needs. Like, I think Bill over the years, the end of the Brady thing, where obvious Brady needed slash wanted receivers, he overpaid to get them. He went out and got Mohamed Sanu. He went out and got Antonio Brown. If you were going to set, like the Bengals, you have Joe Burrow, so you protect Joe Burrow. What's the be-all answer for the Patriots? You need everything, right? You need help virtually everywhere. Other than the defensive front, I don't really think there's an aspect of this team where you'd say, We'll build around that. But I would say if you give Mac Jones time, at least you'll know what you have. Bad receivers. Well, but I I think... (laughs) Still not not Mac's problem. They're not the best receivers in the sport. But Hunter Henry, Gusecki, uh, uh, Devontae Parker, you've got... uh, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Juju. You know, Juju's in there. I think you're going to be okay. You're not great. You're not elite by any stretch. But that would be a group that if it were on another team, I think everyone would say, if you had a good quarterback, you'd say, just give him a number one because all those other guys are good, and then you're going to have a really good core. Fair. 
But the team has the, the strength of the team is the defense, and probably if Judon was on the offense and was holding out in the same way, I don't think they pay him. I don't think they fix the deal. Bills got a little. A I think they would spot. just because they didn't really have to give him anything. He kind of caved pretty. So why isn't Trent Brown back on the field? Because he's hurt. That's he says it? he's hurt. You think he's hurt? I don't know if he's hurt. He says he, I got to take a big man for his big words. Okay. He says he's hurt. All right. Well, I see him running around. He seems fine when he runs around. He has pads on. I see him do a few. He played scout team for the preparation for the first game. He seemed fine doing that. The only time he seems to be hurt is when it's time for the offensive line to go out there for the Patriots. Yeah. Well, we have. Uh, we're going to start Patriots here. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Are you apathetic with the team this year? Are you taking anything out of the first preseason game? Or do you just think this is wild uh, overreaction by yours truly about what I witnessed Thursday night at Gillette Stadium, which was tumbleweeds? It was dead as a doornail, and it was concerning to me, but maybe I'm off. But uh, we'll get to your calls on that and everything else. But here is Brian with... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What's trending? Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. You mentioned some of the pressure that, that Bailey dealt with. Is it difficult to evaluate his night tonight because of the situation with the pressures and having guys in his face? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, you know, dealing with some injuries on the offensive line, but, you know, the guys that were in there, I mean, he got some experience, but, yeah. It wasn't stuff for the backs and stuff for the quarterbacks. So yeah, we didn't have a lot of didn't have a lot of space on the offense. You know, for the most part tonight. Look at this! Want to be a baller? Is this making fun of me? 
I like it. I wish it was a little bit taller. And that is Bill Belichick. Skilo or Silo? Nailed it. Skilo. Yep. Okay. That's my that's my wheelhouse. Mid nineties. That's when I was the last time I was ever approaching cool, and I still wasn't. I was gonna say, were you cool? Then? No, never. But uh, this is the uncool show with the cool guy Andy Hart and yours truly. We are taking you to one o'clock. Ken Laird got a text. He's listening in Pennsylvania on a transistor radio somewhere. So nice churning butter, Hi, boss. The, churning butter with the Amish, and he has got a a full Chris Sale in his pants. So he's enjoying his weekend. Uh, we are here talking Patriots. I opened our show discussing my experience Thursday night. This is Andy Hart's 24th year covering the Patriots for various entities. We're happy to have him at EEI. And you were telling me off the air before the show that you hadn't really experienced a preseason game quite as dead as that. So every nope. year they're dead. Every year they're not quite as, you know, anything that you'd be bragging about going to. But you know what the, the analogy I thought of? Taylor Swift came, right? And those tickets were insane. Yeah, they were. So insane that there was this, uh, I don't know how to describe it, standing room only crowd outside the stadium. Oh, yeah. Just to hear the music from a, from a distance and to feel like they were part of something special. A la Lansdowne Street when the socks were, you know, cooking. There is the sort of uh, run up, rollover crowd, the the excess crowd that for years would try to get into the stadium for one of the eight regular season games that would be unable to either due to price or availability or both. So they would go in preseason, and it was never 65,000 screaming fans at any of those preseason games. But just a couple years ago, great organic moment, Cam Newton struggling. Mac Jones comes in, I think it was the second preseason game, post-pandemic. Fans obviously excited to return to Gillette Stadium. There's a lot of other reasons for that. However, that Mac chant was a pivotal moment in the history of this franchise when it was leaving Cam Newton and heading to Mac Jones. So what we experienced Thursday night was an offense that was unable to do a damn thing because the offensive line was pathetic and they were pathetic against one of the worst teams in the NFL backups. So where are you today? Where are you with this team? And Andy, my question for you is, is there a chance that this gets bad in terms of either the manner in which the games are being played and coached or the buzzless nature of the team where Robert or Jonathan say it's time to head in a new direction at the end of the year? It's certainly a possibility. Um, you posed, you know, six wins. Correct. That's Just what I said on the Greg Hill show. Six, six or fewer. I don't know what that would look like. I would need more information because I think this could be a six-win team that is competitive. They're just not good enough. I think the schedule is really difficult. I think all the quarterbacks they face, there's going to be mostly challenges. What are they favored? One game or something like that. There was something. Wiggy's been saying this. I think One there's about two. three because you got the Raiders, you've got the Commanders, you've got uh, the Colts. Maybe who do they play in Germany? I think it's the Colts. Colts are in Germany. So maybe three. So three games. So Vegas thinks regular scores, you're going to have a chance to lose 14 games. Right. Like and, and even the games you're favored in, I don't think they're going to be a touchdown favorite no. in, in many of those games. And if Jonathan Taylor's back and Anthony Richardson is like the, the next big thing at quarterback, that may change by the time you play the Colts, right? And, and Anthony Richardson is the kind of rookie quarterback that has given Bill Belichick's yes. better teams fits. But so I, I think I've said all along, I think they could be a better team thanks to Bill O'Brien more competent team and finish in last place in the AFC East and maybe have a worse record than they had a year ago when they were more laughing stock, mistakes, no offense, that whole thing. If they're competitive and they win six games, do I think Bill is gone? No. 
I mean, unless he retires. I don't think he would be pushed out the door. But if they're a six-win team that is making some of the mistakes they made a year ago and maybe there's some disengagement from players, as we saw at times a year ago, Trent Brown, I would say, is the poster boy for becoming disengaged from his professional uh, life. But then you add in, what does Robert look at when he's in his front row seat there in his box? Like, hey, Jonathan, how come all those seats are blue and empty and I don't see people in them? And I'm sure they run numbers every five minutes, right? I'm sure they know. Oh, beer sales are down 1%. Beer sales are up 7%. Whatever it is. Totally. Those, those things start to trend in the wrong direction. Not just one-offs, but it's mid-November, early December, and everything's kind of trending the wrong direction. The record, the profits, the attendance, I think they take notice of that. I really believe that they there was a lucky season for the pandemic with how bad it was and not entertaining and Cam Newton like... I think late in that year would have been eye-opening for them if there had been fans, but there weren't, so they didn't get that visual. I think they care about the visuals. I think they care about the fans and the apathy that may come too far. And I think that's what it is. Like, everybody, we have extremes. So there's the whack jobs that think they're the worst team in the history of sports. Let's tank for Caleb Williams, right? Yeah, his name's Swiggy. Small percentage. Right. Then there's also those that, we're back, baby. We're going to be in the play. You watch. Mac, this team's going to surprise you. Small percentage. Right. Defend the wall. I think most fans, if you just talk to people out and about over the summer at the beach, yeah, they'll probably be a seven to nine win team. Which around here, for them, meh. Like I think if you ask non Patriots fans, that's how they feel. If yeah. you ask a fan of any other team, you know, in any part of the country, they'd be like, eh, they'll be uh, six, well, seven. And that's range. not interesting. What are you latching on to there? Even the negative ones, you're latching on to we're gonna get our version of Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Even the positive ones, you're latching on to, we're back, we're going to shock the world. The middle ground, a seven-win team is a meaningless team. Okay, so we pick 15th right. in the draft again. It's like the NBA winning 30 games. You're right. going to be, in, be, in medi- be mediocre. You're not talking about assets and the things Danny Ainge would talk Like, if you're a seven-win team, you are just spinning your tires. And I think most people believe, why am I going to get engaged with that? Certainly not early. Certainly not in the first preseason game in August. There's just nothing to hook you. What's the hook of the New England Patriots? That's a great question. For me, it is Mac Jones. That's the hook to see what is he, this is the year, because what Bill Belichick, he's not told me this, we'll ask him a week from Monday when he begins his Patriots Monday with the Greg Hill Show. Ooh, that should be fun. Oh, a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, It's like a root canal, but you get paid for it. (laughs) Um, Not much. But the um, with the Patriots this year, you asked, what are they? What are they building towards? What's the hook? The hook for me is Mac Jones. He's not but That's exactly... a terrible hook. Right, I Because he's a mediocre hook. Blues Traveler rejoin. You, again, you'd be better if he sucked and you could just all out rip him. Right. We're not sure he sucks. I mean, there's the few people that think they know. Right. But he's already put together a competent NFL season as a rookie. So you're pretty sure he's not train wreck, train wreck sucky. You're also pretty sure he's not a franchise quarterback with elite talent. Right. So he is the picture of the team, that middle-road mediocrity that is boring. He's Carson Daly. He's a journeyman. Right. Um, so here's the issue with the Patriots, and if, I, if I'm if i Robert and Jonathan Kraft. You're much richer. I, oof, They could buy rivers. I barely could go. <laughs> um, they actually have donated like half of the campus, so thank you. But um, the, the future of the Patriots is totally unknown in terms of what are we building toward? We saw the Texans. They have C.J. Stroud. They, you know, they have a bunch of young picks coming up the pipeline. They have a young new head coach in D'Amico Ryans. There's, you know, a couple years down the line, but they're in the infancy. They're like with Bledsoe in 93. So what are the Patriots building towards? What's the crescendo? 
I don't know. I, I, I look at this team and I see a head Don coach. Don Shula's record. And that's what it is. And the, no one really cares in my the opinion. The joyless slog to a record nobody gives a damn about. It's like A-Rod pursuing Bonds. Who cares? Nobody here gives a damn about that. Especially since, um, you know he got some of those wins in Cleveland. Well, right. Like, it's not, if he were a career Patriots coach, maybe you could sell me that it's meaningful. But I could not care less about that record. And you know what it actually will end up being? It will be a negative because it will just encapsulate the manner in which Bill took forever to get this record because he thought he was the guy over the quarterback who left and won a Super Bowl the year after. And the Crafts are paralyzed with fear. Otherwise, I think they would have fired Belichick after last season. The The offensive coordinator situation in year two of Mac Jones was a fireable offense. And if there was not this feeling of we can't let Bill win like Tom won when they leave, then I think Bill Belichick's gone. In other words, if Tom never won a Super Bowl, I think there's a chance that Bill Belichick leaves and was fired. So this thing about Bill like breaking the record somewhere else, winning a, re- a Super Bowl, like how many teams do you think would, would go all in on Bill Belichick? If he were available, first via trade, because he is under contract to the Patriots. So the first, would, would teams trade? Were you the guys that brought up two first-round picks? So, yes. I, I believe that that is the most likely outcome. Who would give two first-round picks? The Dallas picks? Cowboys would give two first-round picks for Bill Belichick. We had a guy on who's on the our sister station in Dallas, uh, the fan. I think it's the fan. Every station's the yeah, fan. Yeah, go with the fan. Or the ticket. Yeah. Um, and he was on with Ken and I a couple weeks ago, and he said that uh, they had this discussion when I asked him about it, and they said they would definitely take Bill over McCarthy. Who wouldn't? Oh, obviously. And that, and that they would trade uh, at least one first-round pick for, for Bill Belichick. I would do that in a heartbeat right now. And If I'm but, Robert Kraft and Jonathan win, Kraft. win, win. Bill Belichick gets to go to a franchise that's more talented. That if he wants to complain about the facilities here, it's the you know it's mm-hmm. the the, uh, the one of the great facilities in all sports in Irving, Texas, with the Cowboys. Plus, you go to Oxnard, California, a lovely place to train in the off season. And I I believe that that would be the most logical conclusion because Robert traded a first. You know how they like mm-hmm. to do these with Brandon Cooks? They traded uh, a first, yeah. they get a first yep. back. They traded a first for Bill Belichick to get him from the Jets. Now, twenty five years later, they get another first when he trades him to the Cowboys. You allow, value. you allow Gerard Mayo to, to assume the position. We, we find out how he is as a head coach, and you move forward that way. But the, the way in which they're building these rosters, I was so wrong. I thought that the spending after 2020 when Brady won was the beginning of this pursuit to show that you could win as well, that this was a – there was a sense of urgency – to get back into the playoffs and reassume your title as, you know, the dynasty, the the model franchise in all of sports. And it was just a blip. And they have just decided that, yeah, that was a year we needed to spend. My guess is they had to get into some floor where you, every five years you have to spend a certain mm-hmm. amount of the, the average, cap. Yep. And that's what they did. It was not this pursuit of a championship. It was a pursuit to settle the books to make sure that they were compliant with the cap in terms of cash spending. So you don't think they're – because they have nothing committed moving forward. They have endless assets and opportunity. I I think I saw Andrew Callahan, maybe if I'm – correct me if I'm wrong, but I I thought he tweeted a couple weeks ago – the future cap space. They're number one in cap space the next three years. Because they have no players – under big long-term contracts, right? Even the like the Judons are running out. Your good players right. are running out, and you have now. Maybe it'll change if they sign Duggar or whoever else. But 
they have no limitations moving forward. None. None. So there is no excuse to not spend money, to not go. Like they're, Actually, they're going to need to do that because you have to have a roster. You have to have some players. They can't go. I mean, this is not total rebuild. Right. I mean, unless they are. Maybe right. if this is a really a long-term tank and yeah. suck for whatever. Building rosters without talent is known as the Boston College method. We're very good at that. <laughs> uh, 617-779-7937. Where are you on the Patriots? Are we wrong? You think this team is contending? It's building towards something? If you have something that you could tell me or Andy about how this is the beginning of something great and what what is the hook for you this season, happy to hear from you. Let's start off this morning with Tyler. Good morning, Tyler. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. Well, the, the first thing that I want to say, I just can't tell you how sad it is being a 25-year-old man in New England, seeing the full status of all of our sports teams, but specifically the Patriots. I mean, there was a time, 17, 18 years old, that I would look up and, you know, talk junk to my friends from New York that there's no way that we'll ever be not be a great dynasty, a great football team contending for championships. And now I don't even know a time in the future where we will be at that time. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's just a sad state to see the way that the franchise is right now. Yeah, uh, Tyler, I have to say that does suck. I, 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 was, I am so fortunate. I turned 18 the year the Patriots won their first Super Bowl. And the 90s blue chunks, don't get me wrong, that was an awful decade. You know, we all we really had was, you know, 99 All-Star game and Ted Williams tipping the hitters.net hat. That was about the highlight for us. Uh, Pedro was pretty good, but no championships. And from when I turned 18 until, you know, a couple years ago, it was nothing but titles, 12 titles and a crazy amount of success. And that was a lot of fun. Sadly, I think that uh, at least you got to see as an adult the tail end of the Patriots dynasty. That's something more than most Patriots fans had in their lifetime. But it does feel like across the board, we're paying the bill now for rosters that existed years ago. Well, the Celtics, I think, are still a fun, high-end roster. They added in a quasi-elite player, whatever you want to say, this Who may be season. injured randomly. I saw that story. Yeah, that is very strange. What the hell? That may be going so down. I, a- I believe that's a... Wink, wink, nod, nod. We just extended you, and now you're not playing in this World Cup because that's where Danilo Gallinari last year tore up his knee and didn't play a single game for us. Uh, okay. okay, I like the positive spin. Thank you. That's good. a good positive spin. Well, uh, but certainly the Red, Sox, went. <laughs> the Red Sox and the Patriots are – it's not even just the on-field stuff. It's like you said earlier about the – like, what's the hook? Where are we going? What's the plan? If you could sell us on a plan, you're going to suck this year to get Caleb Williams – Okay, at least that's a plan that I know how to invest my my energy in. Can I interrupt you quickly here? So what if they start out 0-4, which is not the craziest thing. I'm I, not predicting I, they'll win one of those games, I believe. But, but it's possible. Very possible. Are we then, you know, that next week on WEEI and at WEEI.com, are we saying, okay, it's time. We Let's might tank. be, but then we'll get pushback from the Lombardis. That's not in Bill's DNA. Oh, he God. would never do such a thing blah 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 but but should it be yeah if you're 0 and 4 if you're 0 and 4 in a year where not just Caleb Williams is considered 
I know we do this all the time, generational talent right. or whatever. But there's the May kid. Like, the, theoretically, there's going to be a handful of franchise quarterbacks. Right. It's not that you need to suck. It's that you need to suck, and it needs to be the right year to suck. Right. Because if you suck and Blake Bortles is the best quarterback in the draft, you stink. <laughs> right. For no, this decade. is a good year to suck. In Theoretically, who knows how it plays out. Right. But theoretically, this is a good year to suck in the NFL to get a high draft pick, to get a franchise quarterback. Because that's all I hear. Can they fit that on the new video board? Good year to suck. Probably. I love and it. And get it sponsored by Goodyear. <laughs> good years, good year to suck. Amen. Um, but the it's funny to hear a caller, you know, I'm 25 and back when I, you know, the good old days of 17 and 18, right. like the life that these people have led, but it's so true. Like it has changed dramatically and they're spoiled. Some of them will admit it, some won't. Some, the entitled, because it hasn't been hideous the last couple of years. No. You've been in the playoff conversation, quote unquote, the path. Remember but, the year But hideous is relative because if you're an Alabama fan, hideous is two losses. Right. And I would argue if you're Robert Kraft, you fired Pete Carroll for a better record than Bill Belichick has had. Wow. Good point, like, Andy Hart. That was a more competitive team Ten and you and fired six, Pete Carroll. Nine and seven, eight and eight. No, what is there not in there? A losing season. What do you have two of in the last three years? A losing season. Andy, you are on fire. Love oh, it. Thanks. Um, and that is pushback to... 774, all caps, first couple words, fire the greatest coach of all time, L-M-A-O. Well, you let the greatest quarterback of all time, so which is more ridiculous? And I don't think either is ridiculous. Right. You're not... You're not in these. These aren't political jobs. You don't get to die in these jobs. At some point, you stop living off. There's your accomplishments. Then the next window is living off your accomplishments. Then the next window is we got to go in a different direction because you're not that good anymore. You were the. You know who does that better than anybody? Right up until Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, right. Logan Mankins, you're still pretty good, but I can trade you and move on. We know the whole list. But can I just express something that uh, people always wonder why why I have this anger towards Bill Belichick? It's Really simple. He gives himself outs he punishes players for. He would fire himself. He says to the woman at the end of Cam Newton's year, the pandemic season, what do you say to Patriots fans that, you know, that have stuck with you this year? And he's like, oh, it hasn't been that thin around here. He's the first person to tell you when Karen Gregian at the conclusion of the season asks Bill about the failure to to get these big-time, big-ticket free agents to pay off on the field. And he says, well, we're 27th in cash spending. You know, don't look at me. I've been, I haven't been spending a lot of money. Don't forget the what is, what, why should Patriots fans be excited about this season? The last 25 years. Right. Oh, that's, Excuse me, Bill? That was before this. That was this offseason. That was this offseason. I forgot exactly when. That was yeah. this offseason. So there's your hook. We were looking for a hook. Bill believes the hook is history, not right. present. Live off history. Put your Teddy Bruschi jersey on or your Tom Brady jersey on and remember the good old days while watching the crappy current days. Uh, anyway, let's get uh, Bill in Framingham before the break. Hey, Bill, how are you today? Yeah, uh, good. Um, I just want to say, forget about the um, low attendance of preseason games. There was a time when going to a practice was like going to a rock star event. It was you'd want to hang around there. You'd go eat lunch at that facility because you felt like you were part of something. And there were stars there. Now there's nothing. It's dead there, dead. And who are you going to go to practice to see? Who, Jack Jones? I mean, this this franchise is going to be the New Orleans Aints here pretty soon. All right, Bill. Well, thank you for the call. Jack Jones, uh, Another very. we'll get to this briefly. 
Interesting week for Jack Jones as the team heads to Green Bay and there is a hearing a week from yesterday in Boston. So we'll do that. 617-779-7937. Where are you with this Patriots team and what is causing you to believe, if you do, that this team can can contend? We'll get to all that next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Before you fly it. You've talked in the past about how media is a conduit to the fans, between the team and the fans. If, if you, do you have any, would you say anything to the fans right now as to where the team sits and, and what you're trying to put together? What would you say to them right now if they were listening to this? Long way to go. It's March. We, we play in September. A long way to go. A lot of work to do. What, what would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead for the, the last 25 years? Oh. Big news this week on the Greg Hill Show. This is this is Ken and Curtis without Ken Laird. Uh, Andy Hart in for Ken. I'm Chris Curtis. Hope you're enjoying this gorgeous, humidity-free Saturday. Perfect day outside. Ken and Curtis with just Hart, no Ken is getting mixed reviews. Consecutive oh, texts. Uh, Hart sucks. Very next line. Much better show without Kenny. Oh, I sent that one. <laughs> um, and I agree. Uh, we, we were just hearing Bill Belichick and... Uh, big news this week is that I'm going to go uh, to a suite with Matt Light and meet Tom Brady on week one. Should be fun. Looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I saw he's got like a uh, giveaway, right? CelebrateTB12.com. And I believe uh, the raffle tickets are 20 bucks. Don't quote me on that. And all the money goes to Light Foundation, which does great work. Matt Light's a great dude. Uh, and if I'm Tom Brady and I'm right now he's in Birmingham having a rough post-playing career. He's all over the map. He's got FTX. He's part owner of a bunch of teams. But he has a new lady. Friend. Oh, that's true. Uh, Some very, supermodel? Yeah. Imagine, imagine being at a point in your life where you can rate the supermodels you've been Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about his uh, well-being. It's just, uh, I don't know, kind of weird. But I uh, love the man, always will. The, if you're Tom Brady and you're hanging out in Birmingham today, and you hear that for the first time when you're pleading with the owner in his driveway, just give me the respect I need. And they ask why. Well, I don't know. The greatest 20-year stretch in the history of the position and the most important position in all of sports. And they let you walk. And Bill Belichick's asked why they should have faith in him. And he says the last 25 years. Hmm. A guy that has made his legendary mark on this sport, in this league, by paying for future performance, not on what they did in the past. Who literally told us what happened last week, last month, last year doesn't matter. It's about what you do this week, this month, this season, right? Everybody's going to reestablish themselves. So 
it actually made me think. What are the dumbest things Bill Belichick has ever said? Because that's in there. Um, Definitely that's in the top five. I would also argue a year ago at about the same time when defending Matt Patricia, he said a good coach is a good coach. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what he said about Malcolm Butler, but saying it was the game plan, probably not a smart move. Uh, You know what what these all have in common? Hubris. No, no, no. They're closer to now than they were. Oh, yeah. How many dumb things were said 01 to like 14? Not many. I feel like not many, right? Right. Hmm, it's weird. Yeah, well, listen. The going gets tough, and he says dumb things. Well, there's a reason Marv Levy isn't still coaching. At a point, you hit an age, I don't know what it is, where you're not as sharp. And I can tell you when I was at the combine with Marv Levy, right down the hall. We both got out of the elevator. He could not figure out what the little credit card thing was for and how to get into his own room. That's a point where if I'm a Bills fan, I go, maybe we don't have him run the organization. Yeah, that would be a good sign. Sort of like texting the wrong Brian. You know, texting oh, Brian Oh, that's Gable up there. Brian Flores. And when did that happen? Uh, oh. Two years ago? A year ago? Interestingly, it's with. I think it was a year ago, right, because it was right before Dable got, uh, so got hired. So we have Bill Belichick's dumbest quotes slash actions all coming in recent years. Interesting. But How I, about saying it, we're not talking about open heart surgery after was, the AFC Championship game against Jackson? That was not a smart move. See, that one I don't know was dumb because I think it was intentional. Right. He was poking the bear. Might be dumb to poke the bear. That's true. Brady did throw for 500 yards in but the Super Bowl. that's not as dumb as saying last 25 years. Like, that goes against that. He undercut his last 25 years by saying last 25 years. Well, because he refuses accountability. He's the worst kind of leader in that regard. If you want to stand up and say, I own this, I have made mistakes, I misjudge things, like, I make a million mistakes every day. It's part of the life that you lead, you know, and if you're me and you're a buffoon, you you make mistakes. It's part of what makes you human and people relate to you. And this approach that he's taken, I don't know what the future holds. I know just my belief that I I think is, is the reality that Kraft and Bill are not on the same page lately. This offseason was constant. Bill saying something. Kraft's intermediary saying something else. Meek Mill texts me this. I've got the last 25 years. Get off my back. And before we get to Tim and the calls at 617-779-7937, the best point I have heard in years was just made by Andy Hart in reference to the Pete Carroll era. And I have a story here in the Sun Chronicle. After they fired Pete Carroll following an 8-8 season, Robert Kraft said, and I quote, this is a business of accountability. And two years ago, we won the division. Last year, we barely made the playoffs, and this year we're 8-8. Eight and eight. We need a momentum change. Hmm. So 10-6, and 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and 10-6, eight. and six, you won a playoff game that, that year. 9-7, and seven, Zolak did not win the playoff game. And 8-8, eight and eight, you missed the playoffs. But you got to the divisional round, and I believe it was a very low-scoring game. You lost to Cordell Stewart in Pete Carroll's first season with the Patriots. That was following the Super Bowl trip. But... Not exactly a blowout loss. I think it was, like, and Pete Carroll, defensive-minded guy. Am I wrong on that? No, that, I, and was was that not the game where some, like, Ted Johnson could have hit somebody out of bounds but kind of pulled up and the guy went down the sideline? Y- yeah, it was Like, a there very, was one game-changing, quirky play. I want to say it was something like 7-6 or 10-6 yeah. yeah. in that game. And so you're looking at the Patriots the last three years, 7-9, and nine, uh, ten and uh, was it when they made the ten point? and six? Ten and six, uh, but they lost to the Bills. Yeah, so ten and seven. Yep, and then eight and nine. 
You yes. nailed it, Curtis. It was seven six Steelers. Bang! Look at that. Yeah, there nailed was it. Con- the the touchdown came on a like weird, quirky, controversial play. God, look at that. I am Rain Man. Uh, let's go to Tim <laughs> Hanover. How are you doing, Tim? Guys, love the show. Uh, I just want to say the Pats aren't going to be contenders. They'll be competitive. I want, and also I wanted to say you guys brought Shime along. Excellent. I just want to say that I didn't get to tell him that, but uh, he he's excellent. He's going to do well. Uh, I just want to say that the Pats. I think they got a great defense, and I'm hoping that they can do the best they can with the offense because we've been saying for a couple years now we needed an offensive line guy. And we did. We got one a couple of years ago, or last year, or whatever. But uh, I just think that they need a lot more help on the offensive line. And I'm hoping Bill O'Brien gets that ball out right off the bat in every game because these elite teams are going to be sends. Yeah, I'm. I don't know about Bill O'Brien getting the ball. I mean, Mac is. Uh, if I had to say one thing on field that he needed to improve the most, feel in the pocket. There and obviously we're all jaded. We saw the greatest, uh, maybe arguably the greatest, to do that in terms of sensing pressure without looking at it and getting the ball out. That was one of Brady's, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what kept him on the field all those years is that he rarely took the massive blindside hit. With Mac, I mean, was it the Gregory? Who was the guy in the Cowboys? Cowboys just almost broke him in half. Oh my God! And he's tough. Like he gets up. He's, Absolutely. But that feel, I'm hopeful that it's here. But. It, it's just going to be – it's it's incredibly frustrating where there are players that you could have acquired, whether it's uh, – who's the guy that the Patriots traded out because they didn't want the Jets to get him, so the Steelers took the lineman, Brickishaw uh, – Fer- Brickishaw Ferguson? No, there was a guy in the first round that was a tackle, whoever. There was a guy that the Patriots at 14 could have oh, taken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They traded out, the Steelers got him, and then – But uh, you got Christian Gonzalez, so all, all's, no, all's well right. that ends well. All's well, of course, but the, the line needed help, and it didn't get it. And so now we're sitting here a week from today. Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones. A week from today, the Patriots will conclude their preseason. And so, or I'm sorry, two weeks from today, the Patriots yeah. will have concluded their preseason. So in the next two weeks, what are you going to see that's going to bring you back in? We have um, the Patriots on the table, 617-779-7937. Where are you heading into this year? And I want to get... Um, some thoughts from Andy Hart on this bizarre Phil Mickelson story. So I got it going yesterday in the morning show. Got a pretty interesting reaction. We'll do all that with you guys next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.